Hi, and welcome to this, our Thin Within podcast, Thin Within on the Go. I'm Heidi Bilesma Epperson, one of your hosts and the owner of the thinwithin.org ministry and lead coach. And I'm Christina Motley, your other host, also a Thin Within coach and partner to Heidi in all things Thin Within. We are on the go and we are so excited to have you here with us. Welcome. Yay, welcome. We're so glad you joined us. Christina, what's today's focus for our podcast? Today's question is, Thin Within is advertised as a grace-based program. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a great question. It is. Yeah. Well, in order to kind of expand on that a bit, let's look at what many of us have done over the years. We've tried diets basically to get to a place of being at peace with our bodies. And even though the apostle Paul, when he wrote the book of Colossians uh, in the Bible, wasn't thinking about modern day dieting. There is a passage that in that book that I think really fits what many of us may have experienced when we dieted. And so if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians 2, 20 to 23. In this epistle to the Colossians, Paul wrote, since you died with Christ through the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Wow, there is a lot to unpack in that passage, isn't yes, there? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll kind of take a swing at it today and see what happens. <laughs> well, with dieting, we are given a list of rules to follow and lists, as we mentioned previously, that tell us what foods we can eat, what foods we can't eat. And I've even heard of one diet, it's must-haves, may-haves, and may-not-haves. Yes. <laughs> so if we follow the rules of our diet, I mean, it even goes this far. If we follow the rules of our diet and those different food lists, then we are good. And if we don't, we often say I was bad today, uh, or I didn't make good choices today. In some ways we moralize our dieting or not. And so there's absolutely no grace there. And there's no peace there. If we think of it as a pendulum on the one extreme side is me being successful, good, doing all I'm supposed to and losing weight. I'm so proud of myself. I'm holding it together and happy as all get out. I'm trying on the clothes in my closet and I am seeing that I can change outwardly and get into my old clothes again. And it's mm -hmm. awesome. And, yes. but then something happens. Oh, I no. may get sick <laughs> or my kids may get sick or someone's birthday happens and I want to be there for the celebration or I get hit with an emotional challenge. And then I have a bad 
bad eating day. And I go flying to the other end of the pendulum because suddenly the wheels come off the bus and I give up. I, I eat with abandon. I don't think about those good food, bad foods list. And besides that, who's going to tell me what to do? You're not the boss of me anyway. <laughs> and I throw in the towel because I didn't do the diet perfectly not just for one meal, but I decide, well, I did that meal wrong. I might as well keep going. Mm. Well, there's no grace there. Definitely. Um, within, within we allow and welcome the cross of Christ to stabilize this pendulum swing. Mm. We call them within grace space because when we are rooted and grounded in him, he turns, as we've talked about previously, he turns our slips, stumbles, falls, and failures into opportunities to learn and grow. I don't think of my eating as a moral issue in the same way as I did when I was supposed to stick with may-haves, must-not-haves, and must-haves, or whatever. Yeah, good foods, bad foods. My, I don't think of my behavior as good or bad based on my eating. Instead, I am firmly rooted in my identity in Christ, thinking of myself as a child of God. I am looking to him and for what he has attributed to me. I'm a daughter of the most high king of the universe. I am God's girl or boy, guy or gal, whatever, son or daughter. I am more than a conqueror in Christ. That's who I am so much more than what kind of eater I am. You know, did I go off the rails or did I not? And each time I mess up by eating before I'm hungry or eating more than I need in thin within, I turn to the Lord and ask him in, actually into the mess up. I don't run from him. I then can hear from him about what I can learn, what I can do so that if in the future, all things are equal, I can be victorious. Lord, what, what can I do differently? What happened here? What do I need to do differently going forward? And you know what? He welcomes that. He loves being invited in. He shows me things that I wouldn't know otherwise. And he helps me see things from his perspective. And it's not a moral thing. It's not, you are good if you do it this way, or you were bad if you do it that way. Not at all. I can think his thoughts about my failure. He's forgiving. He redeems, he's kind, his kindness leads me to repentance. This is grace. And so grace is infused into my life moment by moment by inviting him to show me what I can learn through these mishaps. That's kind of it in a nutshell, maybe a big nutshell. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I love that, Heidi. I just love that there's a way. I love that grace covers us in this. I mean, I have self-condemned myself for so many years, you know, trying to beat myself up into some kind of positive change. I mean, how long did we try to do that? And how many people do we know where that's the case? If I right. am mean enough to myself, if I say enough awful things about my body um, right. and about my past experiences, maybe somehow something will change. And it doesn't. Without grace, it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't move. We can't move right. forward. We get stuck. In fact, I mean, this sounds so crazy, but for years I did thin within, actual thin within as a diet. I checked off the box. You're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, you know what? I'm going to follow these keys. I'm going to wait till I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. And I'm going to do this on my own. 
I'm going to check then... off the calendar days that I have perfect zero to five eating. Yes. But how did you know that that's exactly what I did, Heidi? Because <laughs> you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's exactly what I did. And I thought, I just never thought that there was another way to look at this. And of course, the way we're looking at it is God's way. We're yeah. looking at it through the lens of his truth, his perspective, his provision. Um, and that's all about grace, all yes. about yes. grace. And so I just want to be able to tell everybody, you do not have to do this perfectly to release no. weight. Absolutely not. No. Um, and exactly. does it get, it, it does get easier and easier as we yep. practice and as we're intentional and as we go forward that way, but we will never be perfect. And what Heidi was just describing, that process she was describing, that's what we mentioned in our last podcast, which is mm -hmm. observation and correction or look and learn. Look and learn right. is kind of what we're using more these days because a lot of people get hung up on the word correction. It sounds kind of negative, but look and learn is the process that we're using. And it is life-giving life giving, not depleting, right. not draining, not exhausting, not something we want to shy away from or, you know, cover up or push under the rug. It's something we want to run toward because we're actually running toward Christ. Yes. Um, Amen. So that's what, that's what that grace is. Uh, was there something else you wanted to add, Heidi? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we can talk all day about <laughs> well, God. It was grace. kind of a rhetorical question. <laughs> yeah. What is so awesome is that when we have this in the place that God intends for it to be in our lives, everything else can fall into its perfectly mm -hmm. good order and its mm -hmm. place. You know, Titus two, I'm looking for the exact reference. But it says the same grace that brings salvation teaches us to say no to ungodliness. So we're not endorsing a greasy grace that says, well, shall I sin all the more so that grace may increase? You know, Paul says, absolutely not. But what we are doing is let's, since Christ went to the cross so that grace might be lavished on my life and into my life and infuse my life then let's welcome that flood, that grace flood, if you will, and allow our hearts to come alive to it. Because what ends up happening when I allow grace to meet my mistakes and my failures head on, or even my sin head on, I, it doesn't endorse the sin. It instead moves my heart to a humble place where I want to bow in adoration and thanks yes. to the God who has provided for that. He yes. has provided his grace, not so that I could sin all the more. So grace could increase. No, he has provided grace so that I could come freely and boldly to the throne of grace to, to experience the help and, and the hope that I need in my time of need. Oh, I mean, I it's just, that. it's amazing that he has invited us to do this. And so contrary to where, what we have experienced in our dieting experiences, dieting years for many of us, dieting decades, yep. there is no grace there. And yet there is in thin within 
In fact, I don't know, Christina, you, I think of you as the mind renewal queen, as you know, by now, you may have learned <laughs> some of the tactics from me, but you've gone off in a, in a million directions with it in lovely ways. I feel like that alone, mind renewal is all about God's grace. Don't you? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mind renewal is thinking God's thoughts after him. It is dwelling on his truth all day long. Um, and it is, it is life giving as I keep using that word, but that's, that's really great. What's going it on. Is. Yes. Um, our spirits, you know, we need that. That's where we really need to be fed is in our spirits, in our hearts. And so often we're going to food for something that food can absolutely not offer us. Right. Um, I have that verse. Do you want me to read it? Titus 2, 11 through 14. Sure. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify to himself the people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Yes, yes. I love that, that it the same grace that brings us salvation does. It teaches us to say no. You know, when we dive in, to anything that is a, a product of our fleshly desires, you know, like whether it's, you know, looking at something we shouldn't look at or spending money we don't have or overeating. Those are sensual pleasures that and passions that God is inviting us. I have something more for you. That's not going to satisfy child and come to me with, with your longing, with your desire um, before you take a step off that cliff and find that the bottom smacks you pretty hard <laughs> instead <laughs> come to me child. And I mean, it's all about his grace. And so when we come to Christ, yes, we're saved. That's not all grace is like Judy Halliday has often said, grace is an ongoing pardon every day of my life. I need his pardon. Grace is an ongoing provision. He gives and he gives and he gives some more. It is an ongoing power in my life. Grace is power of God made manifest in my life. And I need that power to get through my day. And definitely at times to say no to the desires of my flesh to overindulge, just like Titus 2 says that it teaches us to say no to worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. So, you know, it's like grace is, wow. Yeah. Grace is <laughs> so important. And so, yeah, we bill, if you will, the Thin Within program is a grace-based program because it's not about performance. See, that's a whole nother aspect of the grace discussion. Um, Christina, have you ever been caught up in how am I performing in any way at all, let alone in dieting and stuff? Oh, absolutely. It's all, it becomes all about me. It's about me, what I look like, what I can do. Um, everybody kind of look at me and that crashes down then when I'm not able to do it anymore for whatever reason, when I'm not right. able to perform 
all of a sudden I don't want it to be about me, but now because that's how I set it all up, the failure is about me too. Right. And so right. all of a sudden that's my identity and I'm owned by it. And right. that gets us absolutely nowhere. Right. Exactly. One of the things that I love, love, love about mind renewal um, and all these wonderful tools that we have that are really so they can be so quick and easy is that the more my mind is fixed on what God's mind is fixed on, the more my eyes are fixed on him, the more I'm thinking about what God is thinking about and how do I know what that is? I know from his word, the more I want to follow his ways, it becomes yes. easy. Dare I say it? I mean, yeah. it does. It becomes, it changes easy. your desires. It changes my desires. It does. And so there's this huge difference between what we call white knuckling it when we are trying to do everything on our own strength and failing miserably every three or four days or whatever, however long you can kind of hold it together. The difference between that and surrender, letting go and letting God do the work in us. And all of a sudden saying no thank you to that food that you don't need when you're not hungry becomes easy mm. because you're surrendered. You're letting go. You're trusting God with his plan for you and yes. your body. Yes. So, I mean, the it's an incredible difference. It's yeah. nothing like anything I've ever done before for this right. same issue. Right. Exactly. The whole performance trap. I mean, our society seems to be uh, just rooted in it. And so it's really hard for us to shake that perspective when we begin to become aware of the need to deal with some of our body image issues or the way we uh, perceive food and eating and all of that, we still bring that with us into that, into that world as well. And diets definitely have catered to that. You know, they have the, you know, the biggest losers and, you know, you can get all these awards and little stickers and you do this. And, you know, I, I know somebody who has lost a hundred pounds with a, a liquid diet. It is like a very low calorie diet and they give him um, appetite suppressants and all kinds of things. And he's posted all over Facebook about his loss, the pictures. Wow. I mean, and it's like, I am so happy for him that he's experiencing freedom from that extra weight and the health benefits that come with that. But in the time that um, I, I had a chance to watch him, he was struggling with a lot of his old habits in eating and kind of reverting back to those behaviors. And it's like, ooh, even the shared, it's not long before I might gain the weight back if I don't learn to think differently about food, about eating, about stress, about God, about myself. And that's exactly right. And then what? And then what? If What are you going to post pictures of what you look like 50 pounds back on? Probably not, but you have this identity perspective. Yeah. Who am I? I am a failure so, at this. Yeah. yeah. And, and within, within we take our eyes off of that performance and look at Christ and what he has done, what Christ did on the cross 
I mean, if, if you want to call it a performance, it wasn't a performance like we think of performance, but his behavior and being willing to go to the cross, that's all attributed to me. He who knew no sin became sin for me on my behalf so that in him, I might become the righteousness of God. It's not about my performance and my behavior. It's about his. And what's so cool is as I steep myself in the truth of that identity, that I have in him as one who has been called righteous by God, I begin to want to live that way. I begin to, out of gratitude, I want to give myself, like you were saying, my desires change. Yeah. And then I want to eat differently. I yeah. really do. It's really cool. Well, and just one other thing that I, I wanted to add in as we're talking about this wonderful grace-based approach is that, you know, when we usually when we start a new diet or a new exercise plan or something like that, we are in a big hurry. We want to rush through it and get to the other side of it somehow. Um, so we can we be done. To, <laughs> we want to be done, which never works out. We're never really done, but we want to be done and we want to rush, rush, rush. Let's just you know, grit our teeth and get through this. And so thin within is not a rush, um, quick fix approach, not at all. And, you know, as we are covered by grace, we are walking with the Lord, listening to him, letting him teach us new ways so that our habits and patterns, our desires change. It is not something we want to rush. It may be one of the most important things we ever do. We want to take our time so that this really changes us from the inside out for the rest of our lives. Right. We want to, you know, this is something we can actually sustain. Right. Mind renewal and um, the joy and the peace that comes from fixing our eyes on Christ and doing things his way. I mean, it's amazing. There's nothing like it. It is amazing. It really isn't. Yes, there is such peace there. And, yeah. and we invite you all to join us in experiencing this peace and this grace. Yes. God and God has spared no expense. I mean, <laughs> he really, you know, he who did not spare even his own so son, true. how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? That's from Romans 8 somewhere. <laughs> and, and it's so true. It's so true. He wants he he's passionate for our joy, passionate, passionate for our peace and passionate for us to experience the grace that came at such a high price for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we hope you'll dive in and experience it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. We would love to have you with us on this journey. We will lock arms and walk with you. Yep. It's an awesome. awesome All right. We hope to see you (laughs) in our next episode of Thin Within. On, On the, the go. go. <laughs> Take so much care. Bye bye. Bye for now. <laughs>